Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Homosexual. I know it's been a minute, okay? A lot's been going on. I'm sure you've missed me, but don't worry. We're back. We're doing this again. Gonna be every Monday. I don't know when this is going up, but count on Monday as well. A lot has been going on, you know, Christmas break is coming up, everyone is super busy buying last minute presents, quitting their jobs, hmm, what? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I had a dentist appointment today, and, um, <laughs> so I went in, got my teeth nice and shiny, they were like, wow, your teeth are so perfect, I need to wear sunglasses because they're just so white, and I was like, mm, yeah, I know. Um, and then because it was in a, you know, sketchy part of town, the lady was like, do you want me to walk you to your car? And I was like, uh, like, yes, please. Because like, I was scared. Okay. And like, yes, I am a tall male and like, I shouldn't really be scared, but what am I going to do in a fight? Like, if you know me, like, I'd like literally what am I gonna do like flail my arms like (laughs) I don't know what you expect me to do I mean mind you this lady walking in my car although brave tiny and mighty emphasis on tiny like the courage of this woman thank you so much for walking me to my car we love reversing the gender roles stereotypes this is 2020 one almost 2022 but anyways she walked me in my car didn't get stabbed or anything that's good got in my car and I noticed something on the windshield to the right and my first thought after seeing like all these tiktoks and stuff you know about how like people leave like paper clips in your like door handle or like your front windshield or whatever I'm like oh like I'm gonna get out and I'm about to get mugged yeah, no, it was just a ticket for $300. Mm-hmm. So literally scream cried on the way home because like I pay, I, I paid to park there. Like what, what was I doing wrong? And excuse me, but why is it $300? I was there for like mm, half an hour because my teeth were so clean. It didn't even take that long. Like, why are you charging me that much money? Like that, I'm sorry, but the... the no no absolutely not and it's not that like I can't handle the stress or like I'm like gonna be starving because I'm gonna have no money or anything like I'm I'm I'll be fine but like I'm so stingy with my money and like to me that's like I don't know 20 hours of my life gone you know like that's like four weeks of gas or two weeks at like my old job, you know, like, no, I'm not paying that, so anyways, I, like, phoned my mom, like, crying immediately, because that's, like, what my, like, initial reaction is, is, oh, well, I'll just call my mom, and I was, I literally just started, like, crying, it was so embarrassing, because, like, I'm literally fine, like, I can handle it, but, like, it was just a shock, like, I, I, I never get in trouble, you know, and, like, this was me getting in trouble with the law, Like, I am a criminal. I parked in apparently a place where you need a handicap permit. But, like, 
how was I supposed to know that? Like, I did not see a sign. (laughs) But they, like, posted photos. Anyways, so I'll explain more because they... I, I basically, I wanted to contest the ticket is what it's called. And so I went on to like the like government website or whatever, which is so hard to navigate. And I phoned like my city and the lady clearly did not want to talk to me, but like she was somewhat nice. I feel like it was very like customer service voicey, you know what I mean? And she kept trying to be like, okay, like, thank you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. And she's like, oh, oh Okay. And so I was like trying to contest a ticket and it wasn't working. And she was like, oh, well, I have it here. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have it. And she was like, oh, okay, well, try another browser. And then I was like, oh, okay. She's like, okay, have a good day. And hangs up the phone. So I got out my laptop. I tried another browser. Luckily it worked, whatever, like still had no right to hang up on me. Excuse me. Apparently, I need some forms signed by my dad, and hopefully I'm going to get the rev- the ticket, like, reduced or just gone, because, like, I literally, what did I do wrong? Like, I don't know. Apparently, it's handicapped, but I literally did not see a sign. Apparently, they took pictures of a sign, but... You know, I don't know. It's just, that's so embarrassing for me. I have been driving for over a year now, almost. And I've never gotten a ticket. I'm literally like, okay, maybe I'm not the best driver. But, like, I never am, like, a criminal driver, you know? So, I texted my dad. I was like, hey, dad, I went to the dentist today. And when I came out, I got a parking ticket. Because apparently you need some sort of permit to park there. But how was I supposed to know that? I'm trying to contest the ticket, but I don't know what to do. And he just texts me back. He's like, what is the parking company name? Like the name that gave you the ticket. And I just said, it's like the city. And he said, how much? And I said, it's $300, but if, but 225 if I pay within two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, but 300 is ridiculous. I'm not paying. And he just goes... Welcome to the world of driving. Um, can we talk about this for a second? Like, I know it's not just me and it's not just in this context, but when people get older and people are like, welcome to adulthood, welcome to the world of driving, or like, welcome to the real world. I literally, I hate that so much. And I know it, like, they mean nothing by it. But, like, it's low-key passive-aggressive, if you know what I mean. When it's, like, you know, when people turn 18 and then all of a sudden you have to figure your life out and people are just like, oh, welcome to adulthood. Like, no. I'm sorry, but just because you're 18 does not mean you're an adult, technically. Well, like, it legally, yes. But, like, you shouldn't just turn 18 and just know how to pay your taxes. Like, how the actual poo am I supposed to know how to pay taxes. Mind you, I'm not 18 and I'm very grateful to have the parents that I have and everything. But like, if I got thrown out at 18 and just told, welcome to adulthood, like I would not know where to start. And I think it is so unfair that like so many kids are just told that and 
like like what are they supposed to do anyways some things that i have found to help that are phone your city and ask them about stuff because most of the time they'll help you and honestly google things on the internet and go like if you have questions about money go to the bank book an appointment actually very helpful i will say anyways in continuation um love you dad i said i'm literally suing and then i put my city and the officer and just everyone i'm suing everyone i'm so mad and he just said watch for cameras they're expensive (laughs) and i said i have literally never gotten a ticket and i'm pretty sure i can get it reduced or gone hopefully and he said don't be mad we are so fortunate as others are suffering with more than a ticket valid point dad um but i'm still mad about this ticket i tried to fight one 15 years ago ended up reduced to 50 bucks but wasted seven hours in court hmm valid point dad but i don't know i feel like it's still worth it but like the fact that he got it reduced to $50 is pretty good, I will say. And I said, that's like two weeks at my job or four weeks of gas. He said, but in future, you will be more aware. And I said, I'm going to cut off my legs so I can have a handicap permit. And he just goes, LOL, don't cut off your leg. <laughs> and I said, thanks, dad. <laughs> so that was my um, parking ticket extravaganza today. And I'll keep you updated, but like I'm like I'm still angry about it. Like I'm making a joke about it, but like I'm actually mad because like I don't know. Like, did I park in a like quote unquote place where you need a handicap permit? Like, I didn't think so, you know. But apparently I did. So, you know, who's to say? If I was a judge on the court of law, I would say not guilty. So, anyways, to get into the main kind of topic that I wanted to talk about this week, rejection. Yeah, so not only getting rejected, but how to handle it deal with it, come back from it, and how to reject, like, other people in a way that's, like, somewhat respectful. Anyways, I kind of hinted to this a little earlier, but I no longer work at Sportcheck. I know. Um, did I only work there for, like, a month or so? Yeah. Honestly, okay, I really enjoyed my time there. Everyone I worked with was so amazing. And I I genuinely did enjoy that job. However, my other friend, Ashley, was getting a job at this other place. And, like, I'm her ride, so now we just work together. And after I got a job at this new place where like I'm a server at a restaurant I couldn't work at sport check so like there'd been some stuff going on at sport check and a bunch of people were quitting like I think I know three people including me quit like this 
I literally went in with my friend to quit and an hour later our other friend also went in to quit and I think a couple me people of like other people quit as well um but like I gave it I <laughs> this is a whole other thing so Megan and I were like you know what we need to move on go to greener pastures if you will and so she types up this like long resignation letter it's gorgeous eloquently written and I typed mine up five minutes before leaving and so it was only about like three lines but like you know it got to the point and you know I was like I thought I was respectful you know I was basically like oh like I'm put this is my please accept my resignation like um I'm putting in my two weeks effective this day I've really enjoyed my time here thank you so much like that was pretty much it and then so we go hand it in Megan literally buys like $90 worth of Starbucks gift cards for like all the managers so we go in she gives out her like gift cards and we like put her resignation in and one of the managers were just like talking with them it's a really nice heartwarming moment and then we text our main manager that we had like put in our two weeks and then I got my schedule back for my new job and it conflicted with like much some shifts at sport check and so I was like okay well like I can't work and I had been trying to get like one of these shifts like on Sunday covered for like so long okay I've texted so many people about this shift trying to get it covered no one is covering it I've texted other managers and they were basically like texts like this main guy and so I had gotten home at like 2 a.m from like my new job and I texted like the manager I was like hey like I won't be able to come in blah 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 and then I wake up in the morning and they had told me they were like oh no text like the main one like the the big one you know I'm not gonna say names so I text them and <laughs> And they didn't send a very nice message back. Basically, I will sum up. It was, um, that's disappointing. Very unprofessional. Don't worry about showing up for the rest of your shifts. <laughs> that was basically, like, the quick one. Um, I, like, I think I was a very good employee. You know? Like, I always showed up for work. I did pretty good. Literally, the only time I got someone to, like, cover my shift and, like, texted the manager was when I was literally writing a five-hour exam. Like, what do you want me to do? You know? So, anyways, I love my new job so much. And I personally think that, that was a good way to reject a job is writing a resignation and I know a lot of people are scared about quitting their job and to them I would say who are you scared of like is if it's your manager go in and hand them your resignation on a day that when they're not there maybe like leave it on their desk and text them or if you're scared of your parents maybe like you know have another job lined up or like, have a plan 
so that you show them, you know, I'm not just quitting. I'm not some like low life, you know, but I think that could really help. In other words, when you're getting rejected, may it be a person rejecting you like romantically or a friend rejecting you, um, you know, almost time for universities if you ever get rejected by those, although we are not manifesting that, okay? It's going to hurt so bad at first, okay? It's gonna hurt like, it's not good. But give it like a day or two. And like, okay, it depends how bad the rejection is too. Like, I know when I was, this is probably two years ago. (laughs) I, (laughs) I like, I texted this guy and I was like, hey, blah, 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 whatever. And we were like talking for a bit. And then he's like, oh, what do you look like? And so I sent him a photo and he just never like just blocked me. And I was like, oh my God. Like that did not feel very nice. And like, that's his prerogative. Like that's, he does not owe me anything. Okay. Like that's fine. But like that hurted, you know what I mean? And it definitely took me like a day, but like now it's literally so funny. And like, I don't even think about it because I feel so much more confident in myself, not even just in my appearance, but like I genuinely don't get butthurt over that stuff anymore. And I'm very good about not taking things personally, which I think is so important. It's so hard to actually do though, because sometimes when people get mad at you, you just get so angry and like upset or maybe even sad and like you have to realize that like these people like they aren't thinking about it like you're just some random person online okay and like I know I've been on both ends okay and like whenever someone is like trying to talk to me I used to be very bad for like I would never want to hurt their feelings because my feelings had been hurt in the past when, you know, I was less confident and, you know, before I started, like, like, I don't want to say glowing up, like, mm, I glew up, but, like, before I got through my, like, super awkward phase. So I would unintentionally lead people on and that would just hurt more you know and so that is also not what you want to do and so it's probably better that these people are rejecting you and I'm more talking in the sense of relationships but it's probably better that these people are rejecting you straight up rather than leading you on for a month and then being like oh um I was just being nice because that would hurt so much more than if they just straight up we're like, oh, you know, I'm not interested. Like, yeah, it's going to hurt for a sec. But it's the recovery is going to be so much quicker. Now, when you're rejecting someone else, and, okay, rejecting sounds really harsh, but, like, if someone is hitting you up, maybe it's an old friend or someone new, 
you have to kind of take it case by case. Like if an old friend is coming back and wanting to be like friends again and this person was maybe toxic in the past, like unless it's been 10 to like 15 years, this person has probably not changed that much. I'm going to be honest. It takes a long time for people to change. If you gave them like a six month break, a year or two like break, they're probably going to be the same person. They make they may seem like they've changed, but I can almost guarantee you that like old patterns will start repeating themselves if you get back into a friendship with this person. And so you're probably going to want to reject them in the nicest way possible because you also don't want to burn any bridges. To do this, I personally, this sounds bad, but like I would low-key lie a little bit. Um, I would say something like, oh, you know, I'm so busy right now with A, B, and C, and I actually don't have time eventually this person will get the message like okay they clearly don't want to hang out most of the time they probably won't confront you about it but if they do just be straight up you're not really leading them on because it is a friend and I personally think that that's like a nice way of doing it but you're more than welcome to be fully blunt hopefully not in a mean way and just say you know what that when we were in a close friendship, it wasn't super beneficial to me. And I don't feel ready to re-enter a friendship with you at this moment, respectfully. And they'll probably just say, oh, okay, or like, thanks. And then you get to be freaking Gandhi because you're just like so wise recently i've been obsessed with the idea of like moving or traveling and i don't know why like i don't know if anyone else can relate to this but sometimes i feel like like okay i've grown up in the same i've always lived in the city i live in the house i live in and even though my routines have changed, like, it's always in the same place. And yeah, like, I've gotten the luxury of being able to travel a lot when I was younger. But I really feel like now that I'm older and can actually, like, comprehend things more than, like, say, when I was five, moving to, like, Europe is just seeming like the most viable option (laughs) and and like I don't know like I know so many people are just like crochet literally what the heck but like I just I can't see myself staying in the place where I grew up my entire life like I can totally see myself coming back but I feel like I would just thrive somewhere else right now that's like BC for me like in the future like 10 20 years 
I could totally see myself being like a European nomad, you know, just moving around every few years. But at the same time, I'm like so scared about like my future financial situation. Like I cannot picture a future where I'm not very comfortable. I just like, like I, I can't, I literally can't imagine that. And I feel like that's kind of my way of manifesting. And that's a positive mindset rather than delusion. Because it's not like I'm just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for something to happen. Like I'm actively working towards a stable financial future by gaining information, reading books occasionally, not that often, but I have read finance books, which I love. Right now, I'm reading one called Think and Grow Rich, which is amazing. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Literally, everyone needs to read it. It is such an interesting book, and it will like change your mindset about money. It's so weird. I love it so much. This summer, I really like, I, I want to just go to Europe like start in like Spain and then go to like France more specifically like Saint-Tropez or something like I don't want to be like ooh I'm in Paris like no like I feel like Saint-Tropez is just so much more luxurious and like on the coast you know like you could party there but also relax on a beach and then I want to go down to like Italy and then go up to Germany. I literally can't. I want to learn so many languages. I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like learning languages is so, so important just to be able to connect with people. Like, imagine if you could speak every language and be able to talk to and make connections with an infinite amount of people, literally everyone on the earth. Like, if you really think about it, you can't actually do that because you're limited to the amount of people who you speak the same language with, which is crazy. Like, your best friend could be on the other side of the world and you wouldn't be able to communicate with them. Like, I I don't know. I I think about these things all the time and, like, they fill my head while I'm in, like, math class, which... You know, it's probably not the best, but I'm just a philosopher at heart. I was watching this YouTube video yesterday from like this guy and he's like, he has like a beard and glasses and I love him so much. He's amazing. And he was talking about happiness and how when you're unhappy, You really just want things to be a different way. And I don't know why it hits so much. But like I felt that, you know, like when you are unhappy, you're just wishing things were a different way. If you don't like the job you're in or the city you're in or the friends you have, you're wanting a new job. You're wanting different friends. You're wanting a change in scenery like those are all things that you're capable of doing but your mind will hold you back with fear 
And I'm still like so held back by this. And whenever I'm unhappy now, I've started thinking like, what do I want to change? And if I'm able to do it, actually, no, I am always able to do it. But if I am not too scared to do it, or I'm like a little scared, then I'll just do it. And I'm so much happier, even if that's taking a risk sometimes. And I think more people need to do that. You know, for example, if you quit your job and then you're scared that you're going to have no money, like, okay, if you're in a certain financial situation where you need the money, then maybe, you know, that's a fair belief. But like if you're a teenager or young 20s, still a student, you're going to find another job. You're going to be fine if you're happier now than you were with that old job then you made the right decision and sometimes the hardest decisions are the ones that you almost want to like you know you made the right decision when you're sad about it I think is what I'm trying to say because you get so attached to certain things that when it's time to change that or get rid of these things it's very hard to do because you're so attached to it. The other thing is too that I wanted to touch on is I personally find myself thinking like, oh, everything is so bad. I am like, everything is going wrong. This happened, this happened, this happened. My life is so bad. Like what the heck? Why is nothing good happening to me? But that, as I learned from a book and I also saw as a motivational quote on Instagram is something you can change once again with mindset literally why am I not a mindset coach like I'm such just an amazing philosopher thinker innovator if you will today I was like kind of thinking like that after I got my parking ticket just all the things that have kind of been going wrong and then I was like I caught myself and I was like crochet stop like you're literally not making it any better you're making it worse so then I decided I was like okay think about everything that's going right think about everything that's been good this week and at first I was like oh nothing's been good like mm, yeah I did bad on this quiz chemistry I got a parking ticket no one likes me but then I was like oh well this friend did this for me and that was really nice I actually did really good on my math test I this sweetest lady walked me out to my parking lot I just had lunch with my grandparents and that was really nice and like all these things started coming up that were great And then my mindset started to change and I was like, oh, okay, this really isn't that bad. And my life isn't filled with things just constantly going wrong. But if you focus on that, then of course it's going to feel like everything's going wrong because you're you're only noticing the things that are going wrong. And that is the issue so many people have. And then they're just literally constantly depressed because they think their life is falling apart even though the only reason they're feeling like that is because that's what they're focusing on. That's what they're putting their energy into. And so if you're 
giving all your energy and focus to negative things, nothing good is going to be prevalent in your life, you know? So with that, I also wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. I personally don't make New Year's resolutions anymore, but I was kind of curious about you guys and your New Year's resolutions. So I asked you to send me some. And this is what we're we're gonna we're gonna hear what they said. Get a better relationship with food. Okay. This is very fair, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. I feel like I've touched on this topic before, but having a healthy relationship with food is so important. Literally, think of it as gains, you know? If you eat good food, you're going to gain energy and muscle if you want to but not necessarily, you know, if you're not going for that. Having a positive attitude towards food is so important and literally throw out the scale. That is my biggest advice. Never go on the scale because, yes, it tells you your weight, but your weight isn't an accurate representation of your health. And that's all I'm going to say on that because I feel like I should really just dedicate a whole episode to food, to be honest, because I have a lot to talk about. But to you specifically, I would say throw out the scale. It is not helping you. It's probably a detriment, to be honest. I want to stop beating myself up over everything. I've been putting an insane amount of pleasure on my, pressure on myself to have some so-called perfect life but I need to remind myself that that's unrealistic in the back of my mind I feel like in order to be successful I need to constantly be going out with friends and being on top of schoolwork and pick up extra shifts and make it to the gym every day blah 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 but it's okay not to be 100% in every aspect of your life and I want to learn to recognize that as long as I'm trying my best I'm still being productive love you okay why are you literally me like what the heck you also low-key just solved your own issue and I feel like you know the answer you know what I mean life is not perfect it's never going to be the best moments are also going to be mirrored with bad moments but you have to focus on the good moments because you know if you added up all the good and bad moments and divided them by the total moments and got the average happiness of moments and the average was more positive, you've lived a good life. And so in your younger years, I know for me personally, like when I was a lot younger, like they weren't the best. By the time I'm like 50, I know that I'm going to have so many experiences that I will never forget and all have so many things that I've done that just fulfill me that I will feel like I've had a very good life your life is never going to be perfect it's impossible and I think you're definitely right to say that 
but having a good life is not unrealistic. However, being sad, being depressed, you know, that, like, that's gonna happen to varying degrees. You just have to know how to handle it and how to bounce back from it so that you can go back to living the amazing, happy life that you're meant to be living. I want to know, do people actually do their resolutions or is it something we are all saying we're going to do and then just give up? Um, If you're cutting out chocolate for New Year's, you're probably going to give up. However, if you set goals and make a plan, okay, wait, I forget where I saw this, but it was like a sentence is a goal and then something about like if you write out more stuff it's a plan and then if you like follow the plan it's like an action I don't know but like I thought that was an amazing quote and if you make a plan like you write out your goal explain how you're going to achieve your goal in like multiple steps and like little like you know milestones you're going to achieve it makes it so much more achievable and you're more likely going to do it So, most people's BS kind of New Year's resolutions, I think they will not do. Hopefully they do if it makes them a better person. But if you make a plan, you're much more likely to do it. Spend less time on social media and be more motivated to do homework. Okay. I... I guess if I had to have a New Year's resolution, this would also be mine. Not so much the homework part because I already feel quite motivated and I can definitely help you with that. But the social media aspect of your answer is very relatable because I find I'll go on TikTok specifically for like two minutes. Two minutes turns into 20 minutes, which turns into 40 minutes, which turns into an hour and a half. And then my day is gone or that time I designated for homework is gone. And I've been getting a lot better with this, but I have deleted TikTok in the past and I've gotten so much done. And I know that if I deleted all of my social media, I would have so much time to do things. And I honestly don't know why I don't just delete it. But I also really enjoy the good parts of it and the positive creators and I really try and focus on that and maybe implementing screen time on your phone is an answer giving a friend a password that you trust because I know people have given their passwords and phones to their friends for screen time and that has not worked out in the past however screen time If you can, just delete it. I know it's hard. Unless you need it or you want to actually pursue social media, I would say that you don't need it and you should just delete it. The only exception is possibly Snapchat because I know some people are like, oh, I never use Snapchat. I'm too cool for Snapchat. Snapchat is like my only form of communication for like a majority of people. That's probably my red flag, but... 
I don't know. Like, it's just so much easier than giving up my number. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. The homework aspect of this, personally, this may be counterproductive if you have an issue with social media. But right before I do homework, sometimes I'll force myself, like, if I'm on my phone, I'll look up study tips on TikTok or, you know how to take nice notes if I'm on YouTube and after I watch a couple of those videos all of a sudden I'm like I really want to do homework and then I'm like okay I'll just do it for 10 minutes and then 10 minutes turns into like me finishing all my homework and I'm like wow I just did that and so I think that if you want to be more productive and do your homework study videos and study tiktokers and just study anything on the internet is so helpful for that at least for me if you have a trouble with if you're having like issues putting down social media it might not help and to that I would say get a phone jail because I have tried that and it works it really does the only thing is if there is an emergency you're kind of in trouble but yeah I don't know. I feel like that would really help you. I know it helps me so much. I used to <laughs> I used to have a study account on Instagram when I was in like grade eight. And I'm just gonna say those notes are literally nicer than my notes now. Like I am so impressed with my grade eight self. But I remember I had two verified like it actually got like not that big, but like decently big for an eighth grader. And I had some I had two verified creators like one of my posts and I was freaking out over it. <laughs> like I didn't even know who they were, but they had a blue check mark. So I was like, oh, I'm famous now. One of them was Dr. Heavenly Kimes from like Married to Medicine or something. And then the other was this like Australian or like, like, New Zealand ish oh my god like New Zealander oh am I literally dumb like I'm person from New Zealand singer like they were a singer from either Australia or New Zealand one of the two and they had a blue check mark and I was like oh my god I'm famous so that was <laughs> go check out good studying on Instagram to get some study in inspo and if you look at that you'll 100% do your homework with that thank you so much for joining me this week I hope you got something out of it I kind of just went on multiple different tangents and just word vomited for the past 45 minutes but thank you so much if you've listened all the way through and make it have made some semblance of what I'm saying and taken it and used it and have become a better person from my wisdom thank you so much I love you all bye homos